Thank you for listening to A Message of Grace. This podcast was recorded live on September 9, 2018 at Grace Lutheran Church. In today's message, Pastor Bruce Gilhorn asks, How important is your name? What impact to you and your family would be felt if no one knew who you were? How important is the reputation associated with the name that you are known under? Let's listen. Our first reading this day is from the Old Testament book of Proverbs. We began some two years ago during the season of Pentecost with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and we went through the judges, and the last couple months we've been hearing from the kings, Saul, David, And now we hear last week, this week, and next week from the wisdom of Solomon. More specifically, today we hear from his book, Proverbs, which is a collection of sayings, a collection of wisdom dealing with life and living. It was likely written around 950 B.C., And in today's reading, Solomon stresses the value of a good name. Let's listen. A reading from Proverbs. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. Whoever sows injustice will reap calamity, and the rod of anger will fail. Those who are generous are blessed, for they share their bread with the poor. Do not rob the poor because they are poor, or crush the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord pleads their cause, and despoils of life those who despoil them. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Our second lesson from James was written about 45 A.D. This is the second of five weeks that we will read from this book. Martin Luther said that this book was an epistle of straw. Obviously, he didn't like it. But maybe James is exactly what good Lutherans need to hear. A tree is supposed to bear fruit. And James contends that a believer in Jesus should be a Jesus tree bearing fruit. You will hear in the reading that this extends to the way we treat other people. The way we treat other people that come in through our doors. When we profess our faith using one of our creeds, whether it's I believe or we believe, but I believe in God the Father. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And the question is, do we really believe it? Do you really believe this? James doesn't pussyfoot around. He says, if you believe this, then put your actions where your mouth is. Let us listen to the word. My brothers and sisters, Do you, with acts of favoritism, really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and fine clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, 
And if you take notice of the one wearing the fine clothes and say, have a seat here, please, while to the other who is poor you say, stand there, or sit at my feet, have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. It is not the rich who, is it not the rich who oppress you? Is it not they who drag you into the courts? Is it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? You do well if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. For the one who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not commit murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but if you murder, you've become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment will be without mercy to anyone who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it then, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the Church. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to the seventh chapter of St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. From there, Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed at Jesus' feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged Jesus to cast the demon out of her daughter. And Jesus said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she said to him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And Jesus said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found the child lying on a bed, and the sickness was gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went away to Sidon, to the Sea of Galilee, in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, put his fingers into his ears and spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, Jesus sighed and said to him, Ephatha, which means be opened. And immediately his ears were opened and his tongue was released 
and he spoke plainly. And Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Once upon a time there was a burglar broke into the house to, to rob it. And as the burglar broke through the window and entered in the kitchen, he heard a voice, Jesus is watching you. He paused and waited for a moment and thought maybe his mind was playing tricks on him, so he began to proceed into the kitchen, whereupon the voice very clearly once again said, Jesus is watching you. He paused, waited for a few more seconds, made his way to the light switch in the kitchen, and just before he turned the light on, yet a third time, Jesus is watching you. And he put the light on, and there in the corner of the kitchen was a parrot. And he looked at the parrot and said, oh, it's just a parrot. And whereupon the parrot said, I'm not just a parrot, I'm Moses. And so the burglar says, what kind of people name a parrot Moses? And the parrot says, the same kind of people that name their pit bull Jesus. (laughs) Names. Names are powerful. Solomon knew that some 3,000 years ago, and so he encourages us to protect our name, to take care of our name. Quite some time ago, there was a story that was circulating about the Chevy Nova. I'm a carnat. And apparently in Spanish, when you break it down, Nova means no go. Now, Snopes said this actually didn't really happen, but marketing people have used it to talk about how important it is to have a good name. But uh, the story goes that they were wondering why the Chevy Nova wasn't selling very well in Spanish-speaking countries. From 1970 to 1978, American Motors Corporation, AMC, made a car... It was a mid-sized car with a regular hood, a regular body, and then a whomp, cut off on the back. Anybody know what it was called? Gremlin. Gremlin. Like, what's a gremlin? Something that causes problems and messes things up, right? Gremlin. A little bit of a sidebar. The movie Gremlins, that's also from that same era... Wonderful, wonderful theological movie about some rules and sin and how things, the rules get broken and the sin abounds and there's chaos and how in the end they need a savior to save them from the chaos. Go watch the movie. See if you get that from it. But gremlins, like whatever possessed them to name a car gremlin, a name, a name is so very, very important To know someone's name and to call them by name 
is also important. Feels good when people know your name and call you by name. I read an article recently about a, from a woman who was well advanced in her career and talked about her university days. And on one of her exams, there was a question that carried the same weight as every other question on the exam. And the question was, what's the name of the caretaker of our building? Well, in the article, she went on to say how she didn't know the name of the caretaker, but the prof's whole point was pay attention to people, get to know them by name. And she ended the article said, saying, because she was now well-established, the name of the caretaker in her current building. And she went on to say, I say hello to them every day. Names. Names are so very important to call someone by name. Johnny Cash. Too bad I didn't think of this a week earlier. <laughs> Could have got Bill to sing this. You know a few? Where am I going with this one? A name. How do you do? They call me Sue. And of course, that song was about a father who left home and wanted to have his son grow up tough, so he gave him a name where he'd have to fight and be tough. So how do you do? A boy named Sue. But names are so very, very important. Many of you will know Terry Richardson. Terry and I went to seminary together, and uh, he was here many years ago, and he and his wife Mona and family came to Grace. Uh, he was a chaplain out at Rockwood, minimum security of Stony Mountain. And he went to be the director general of chaplaincy and went to Ottawa. And he is currently serving once again as a pastor in Nanaimo, B.C., and uh, Terry told the story of how when he was a teenager growing up and he'd uh, go out for the night, how his grandmother would say to him, don't do anything to put a mark on the Richardson name. Don't do anything to put a mark on the Richardson name. And he said, you know, when he would go out with his friends, those words from his grandmother would be ringing in his ear. And probably those words from his grandmother saved him from doing many a thing that teenagers are given to doing. A name. Names are so very, very important. The Old Testament prophet Isaiah tells us that Jesus, that God, God knows you by name. God knows you by name. And God calls you by name, and God saves you by name. God knows every hair on our heads, and God knows our name. You know, sometimes we call people the wrong name. I know people tell me, oh, you're pretty good with names. Well, at a good friend's daughter's wedding this summer. <laughs> I called the groom the wrong name. I'm human. I have clay feet. When our family gets together, my brother's name is Lloyd. Our son's name is Leif. I end up calling Lloyd Leif and Leif Lloyd. And oh, I'm human. From time to time, our members go by a different name than their real given name. And when I go to the hospital, many years ago, they used to let 
pastors look at the list of people in the hospital and you just run your finger down and you say, oh, oh. Nowadays, they don't privacy of information, so I really rely on you to tell me who's in the hospital so that I can go visit them. And on several occasions, I go up to the desk and I'm saying, there, which room is so-and-so in? And they'll look at their list, they'll say, nobody's here by that name. And I'll think, yeah, yeah, they are. The family just told me, check your list again. And they'll look and say, nobody's here by that name. And then they'll say to me, are you sure you got the right name? Yeah, right. (laughs) I got the right name. And then I phone somebody to check and I find out that the name they use and that we grow to love them by is not their real name. Their real name is on the record book and the real name is on the hospital list. So I have to give the real name. But God, God knows us by name. Whether it's our nickname or our real name. And we come here on Sundays, entering into this space and this time, to be in a relationship and to commune with God. Last week was the week after Aretha Franklin's funeral. And I uh, drew two of her songs to your attention. Freeway of Love with a Pink Cadillac and R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Respect. Today, I remind you of another song that Aretha Franklin did. Say a little prayer. Say a little prayer. So for those times that we can't make it here, for those times of Monday to Saturday, say a little prayer. When you get in your car and you're driving to work, to the store, wherever, say a little prayer. God knows your name. God wants to be in relationship with you. Talk with God. Nourish your relationship with God. And may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to A Message of Grace. If you would like more information on our congregation and how we can be of service to you, please visit our website at www.gracelutheran.ca or check us out on Facebook. Peace be with you.